Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Shelly Howard, who is the CEO of College Ready. Shelly, how you doing? Outstanding. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Absolutely. Can we start with fun first? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I love to travel. I am a a nomad. Like I could live out of my suitcase if I had the opportunity. Um, but a little bit of background is I, um, um, I have the opportunity to work with students, helping them get into college and graduate debt free. And it is a true opportunity. Um, we don't take it lightly. It's not just me. It's me and, and a bunch of, uh, wonderful essay editors and test strategists and consultants, Me personally, I am married and a mother of five, all young adults, either graduated from college or in college. So I am an empty nester. Um, I love teenagers, always have, always will, never met one I did not love. (laughs) That's wild because you will not hear a lot of people say that. (laughs) That is me in a nutshell. I speak teenager, love them all. Yeah, yeah, that's epic. What is like your trick for being able to relate to teenagers because a lot of them you know when I was a teenager and it wasn't that long ago like I'm 23 now but even looking back on when I was 16 I thought I had the whole world figured out I didn't realize how much I just swayed emotionally throughout my days and so what's kind of your trick for I guess being patient enough to understand teenagers and be with them and help them through that transition towards college First, I believe being a a scholar athlete plays a big part. I I was raised, I played softball for the USA. And so I was raised up as a team player. I was never that individual in my own little bubble. It was, I was the catcher and they made life happen for me. (laughs) I didn't get to bat if they didn't do their job. So I I think that's a big part of it. It's a mindset where I truly love the team effort. The other thing is I I like teenagers because they are real. Yes, they may be emotional roller coasters, but that's a real thing. I think so many adults try to be in a pretense of perfect and they don't. If they're having a bad day, they let you know. I like that. I was about to say, I'm still an emotional roller coaster just a little bit more manicured (laughs) i like that i i mean my kids love to spend time with me i have a 28 24 20 and 17 and 16 so we love to hang out together so i'm not so sure why i could ask them but i I think it's a, a hoot to be with teenagers yeah yeah absolutely I love it. Well, you help students get into college and graduate debt-free. We're going to hear a little bit more about that in a second, but first jump into your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? 
Um, being a, being the change I wish to see in the world. I, I truly, that is my life's mission. And what that means is every day I get to influence young adults to have the life they want to live. Every one of my students completes 200 community service hours to be part of my program. And why do I do that? Because it is Shelly's belief that if every teenager at the age of 18 graduated with 200 service hours, our world would be very different. That's facts. Yeah. That is facts. And yeah, what's crazy is it's different in twofold. Like the community is better for it, for sure. Mm -hmm. But the people we're sending out into the world are much better for it, for sure. So I like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when I get to help them dream up what that is, they're leaning into their gifts and talents and core values and the things that are important in their advocacy. This generation, you all are advocates. Like you, you stand up and yell. My generation, we kind of passed a note and said, yeah, that teacher is terrible. <laughs> you guys yeah. try to get them fired. yep there's definitely some truth to that i remember a funny story about that we had a this is just social media changed the world so much we had a kid in our a teacher had like was on a busted poster for like marijuana use or something like that and that poster got posted on a kid's facebook and it blew up across the school and it was like a whole thing that never would have happened like in the eighties and nineties and seventies, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, just interesting that you made that observation because it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. So you want to be the change you want to see in the world. You do that by kind of helping students, not only get into college and graduate debt-free, but explore themselves throughout high school with some of the community service. And I'm sure just some questions that you ask them about what they want their life to be like. But tell us about your vision for college ready and the impact you want to have. I love that question because our mission is to help a million families get into college and graduate debt free. I made that mission about three years ago. College ready has been around. This is our 16th year. About three years ago, I was on Fox News and I was being interviewed by the the news um, person and he says, what are you up to? Like, what, what's your thing? And I declared on public TV that my mission is to reach a million people. And he goes, well, then you're done. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, oh yeah, we're well over two and a half million. And I'm like, okay, but that's not what I was talking about. Yeah. So I really want to help families understand there's a ton of money out there. In the last two years, our students have earned over 17.6 million in merit scholarships. They earned it. They didn't, it wasn't based on income or not income. It was something they they earned. That is empowering when a student can make that kind of an impact. When my son graduated from Harvard debt-free, his first job, he was making as much as I was as an adult. I'm like, this is crazy. And he had no debt. So that's the kind of game changing, the life changing that I'm looking to do is educate our young people, either with a college degree or with some trade school, something that helps them to better themselves and to do it with a job waiting on the other side that will be a solid return on investment. Mm, 
I love that. I love that. And I noticed you put a solid return on investment on the end there. I feel like that is a growing problem that I've seen come up on my social media feed. Maybe that's just because I'm 23. But the fact that a lot of people will go to college and won't have a job on the other side that is, you know, comparable with their degree or the money they spent. And so it's not a good ROI. Do you walk kids through, um, A, how to qualify for those merit scholarships and get the money because it sounds like that's something you do but b how to make the best use of college and make sure they're coming out prepped for the workforce yeah and we do it as soon as they come into our program so every student matures differently but there are some students that are in seventh and eighth grade that we work with mm -hmm. they have big goals hopes and dreams and they are ready to conquer the world they're unique that's not every middle schooler but when students enter our program, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, even transfer students, the first thing we do is a program called See Our Future Now. We literally want them to see their future now. We want them to know, will you use your core values? Will your career be run by a robot in five years? If you want to be a botanist, do you need to spend 80000 a year for a college degree to do it? Botanists are amazing, but if they could have a, a zillion nurseries, they would have a very different life. So helping them not squash their dream, but put a number by their dream. In other words, when I ask students, and you might get a kick out of this one, this would be a fun quiz to do with you. If I asked you or I gave you a million dollars cash. And if you did not spend it all in 24 hours, what would you do with it? You can find out a lot about a person. I would ask you to do it on your next date. It would be fascinating. Um, you learn a lot. Uh, I've had students buy yachts and planes and you know travel the world for a million dollars. And I'm like, wow, they have no concept of what it costs to live on their own, to pay electricity, to have a car payment, to put gas. I mean, it is, they don't teach it in high school. And if their family doesn't talk about it at the dinner table, it's not being talked about. So when a student finds out their career is going to make 30,000 a year, they're like, yes, I am rich. <laughs> right? Am I that far off? They're thinking that is a lot of money. The problem is when we add up what life will look like for them, they're a bit terrified. And when they find out that a psychology major has no job called psychology, they're like, what the heck? What, what am I going to do with this? So it's all about preparing and talking and planning and strategizing before they make the commitment to go to college and make the investment. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that a lot. It's important to get kids wrapping their head around stuff like that. Because I've had friends that I graduated probably a year and a half ago from college and had friends that just had no idea <laughs> what they were going to do. And more than having no idea, you know, they were they were like, okay with having no idea. And we're just kind of neglecting reality, mm. basically, which is, you know. You'll figure it out one way or the other. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> hard way or the easy way. One way you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Do you have any more dreams or goals that you want to chat about? We got help a million families get into college and graduate debt free. And again, is most of the way they're graduating debt free by applying for those merit scholarships beforehand? Or are there other ways too? So there's a lot of ways and there's a ton of money. What we help families understand is applying to a hundred dollar scholarship. If you have a lot of free time, you go for it, but you would have a better chance of getting a part-time job and getting a paycheck. Mm -hmm. So be mindful, return on investment of your time. So what we help families understand is if you focus on making the best student the very best they can be, forgetting about what you think a college wants and really focus in on that student, what is their capability academically, testing, service-based, leadership, extracurricular, writing essays, like what are their gifts and their talents internships, research projects, let them test the water with a community service project before they commit to being an engineer. Because a lot of students, when I ask them why they want to be an engineer, they said, I love Legos. That's it. Yeah. And I'm like, I like Legos too, but that's not a good reason to have a whole career. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is educating the student and the family on how to get the resources to set up Johnny or Sally or whatever their name may be to be the best young adult they can be. By the way, isn't that what we all want is to launch our young adult into a successful life. I have to remind people college is a stepping stone to the rest of their life. It's not the end game. It's not, oh, you got into college. Yay, we're done. No, yeah. <laughs> it's what does that mean? That's where you learn to adult, right? Wash clothes, red, pink, don't go together. Simple things. Mm -hmm. But it's also important for students to have a vision of what's important to them. If family is important to them, they may not want to live in another country where they only get to see their family once a year. So it's little things that seem so normal to me, I bring this up to people and they're mystified. So the goal really isn't to chase a scholarship. The goal is building the best student they can be and then putting them into an application season of reach comfort and safety schools where they may be dreaming huge, maybe get it, probably not going to be a lot of money at their reach school, right? Because they're not as qualified as they could be. But darn, those safety and comfort schools, there's a lot of money there. And that's where we get the big scholarships is helping families know where the big money is, the generous schools. There are 11 universities that are tuition free. All the student has to do is work. Oh, wow. Nobody talks about them because they don't have a good football team yeah, or basketball team. But for somebody who really says, I can't afford to go to college, it just means they can't afford to go to a, you know, Pac-10. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's where the scholarships come from is the student being great and picking the best school for them 
And then it's a win-win because they're successful and graduate without debt. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Well, outside of helping a million families, are there any other business goals or life goals maybe that you want to chat about? So as I mentioned, my favorite thing in the world to do is travel. Mm -hmm. And I got the bug um, when I was in high school. I made a, a USA softball team and we traveled all over Asia competing. And it ignited something amazing inside of me of the love of people and culture and diversity and how just being a good person impacts other good people. So my goal actually um, I will play out this year. I'm going to Uganda. Um, I went to Kenya 11 years ago and we served there, my son and I, and I'm going to Uganda this year. And I'm going with a group of female entrepreneurs and we're going to go into the villages and we're going to teach mamas how to use resources to provide for their family, entrepreneurship, basically. Yeah. And it's going to be providing for their family. So I'm looking to impact other female entrepreneurs, mamas to provide for their families so they don't go into prostitution, so they don't drop out of school. And then we're going to build a library and we're going to fill it with wonderful books that my students are writing. So it's it's really bringing the world to a place where we're bringing positive impact. And that is my goal. That is my personal goal is just to help as many people as I can be educated to make good decisions. Mm. I like that a lot. I like Thank that you. a lot. I was going to ask, um, do you ever get students in your program that want to go be entrepreneurs and how do you handle them? I love entrepreneurs. They're so wonderful. Um, yes, I do. Um, usually to the dismay of their dad, who's a doctor, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the struggle is with this generation and we haven't had it before is they want to be influencers, not entrepreneurs. Yeah. And they get the two kind of mixed up. They just want to go online and have money thrown at them mm. is, is really what they're thinking entrepreneurship is. Yep. So I love them because the first thing I say is outstanding. Where's your business plan? And that's when reality hits. Maybe college as a business entrepreneur learning how to create a business marketing finance plan might be a great strategy versus figuring it out on their own with their own dollar. So both my parents are entrepreneurs. My brother is. And I, this is my seventh business I've created. I am a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I love, love, love helping people. So they all are based on that. And so when they come into my presence, absolutely lean into them. But I also don't put up with, I just want to be an influencer. It's kind of like saying, I want to be in the NFL and that's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to support you. But if you're really bad at catching a ball or blocking, it's not a thing for you. Let's figure that out. So that's how we approach it. We're not dream squashers. We're like outstanding. 
So let's move forward. What are we going to do? And that's when reality kind of comes into play that it's not as easy as it might look. Yeah. I feel like that's also something you figure out one way or the other as well. (laughs) (laughs) You're either, uh, you know, you either get that from a mentor or something when you're younger and then you're like, oh, this is, this is for me still, despite the hardships or it's not for me because of the hardships or, you know, you go out on your own and you go into debt and then you lose the money that you went to debt to get to start the business that you didn't have a plan for. (laughs) And yeah. Not that you're speaking from experience or anything. (laughs) No, no, not at all. all. (laughs) Well, awesome. Awesome. (laughs) You know, it was so, cause coming out of college, I was like in that same, you know, the internet money is just so prevalent. Yeah. And then it was really Alex Hormozzi who kind of snapped me back into reality. Alex Hormozzi and a couple of other entrepreneurs online who were like, all these influencers have no business skills. Like they don't know sales. They don't know marketing. No product market fit is established. You're just getting a bunch of these um, followers and then basically being an advertising person for other businesses. And there's business skills needed to get those partnerships and maintain those partnerships. Like all of this requires skills that, they're not telling you when they're posting their 60 second reel to get your attention so they can sell what they're mm-hmm. selling. Um, but yeah. So you learned well that the said. easy way or the hard way. <laughs> I wanted well to. <laughs> we awesome. learn by our mistakes for sure. We do. We do. Definitely. Well, Shelly, what are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make this dream come true of helping a million families get into college and graduate debt free? It's so great. What we're working on our first quarter right now, and it all comes down to awareness. Mm-hmm. People still get on a call with me and they're like, I wish I would have known you before so-and-so went into debt or before they graduated from college and have no job. Or, I mean, it's just constantly beating me right in the face. Like you're still not reaching enough people. Um, yeah. I, I speak, I'm an international public speaker. I'm a best-selling author. I have my own podcast. I really want to get out there. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm talking to you is the more people I can let know that this is available to them will be what I need to do. So how am I going to do that? That's what I need to work on because I haven't mastered that position of, uh, what's the word I want to use of how do I get in front of the right people? That is truly the, the, and it changes every year. Soon as I get it, then of course something else changes. COVID comes like, what the heck? Yeah. Facts, facts, facts. I feel like this is, uh, like the market you'd be going to is an especially hard market to tap like individually. Like I feel like there are bigger companies that go after your overall market because so many kids go to college and so many families and you want to help so many people that it wouldn't be right to just niche down and be like, oh, well, I help Latino families in Houston. That would be easier to market to. But like you have something that needs to be brought to everybody across the country and you have much bigger brands throwing a lot more dollars at um, similar problems, honestly. And so, yeah, it, it's really a competition for attention when it comes to marketing and everything. For sure. 
wholeheartedly agree. So that that's it in a nutshell is how can I reach the people who need me? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, what are the highest impact daily actions that you can be doing to tick the needle forward toward your dreams and goals? Planning and strategizing is so key to everything. If there's any potential entrepreneurs out there, you don't wake up and just kind of decide what you're going to do. Everything I do is mapped out, it's prioritized, and it has a plan and it has a reason and it has a return on investment. If I'm going to give an hour of my time to a podcast, I want to make sure it's going to reach a significant number of people. So everything I do is intentional and that is an important part of what I do. So I do a long-term plan. I just completed my vision board last night. I have my mindset. I have the things that I really want to accomplish. And then I break it down because the whole vision is a bit overwhelming. So if you break it down to quarterly and then you break it down to weekly and then you break it down to daily, it's actually a lot of fun. I really love being an entrepreneur. I did work for um, Procter and Gamble for eight and a half years right out of college. And I'm grateful for the amazing corporate training I had, but I could never do that again. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. 100%. And I think it's interesting that planning and strategizing, it would only be the answer of a veteran entrepreneur because like earlier in just my life, I got stuck planning too much, got stuck strategizing too much and didn't take action. But when, when massive action is like a default of your character, you know, planning and strategizing is what you need because you need to, now you're taking massive action, but you need to take massively smart action to really set yourself apart from your competition. So I really like that. That's your answer. Yeah. I will tell you what I've learned uh, because I am a entrepreneur at heart is I have shiny syndrome whoa, that new marketing thing looks really amazing. And then, yeah. So I have to reel it in Mm -hmm. and be very mindful because otherwise I'll throw darts at a million dartboards and it has no synergy whatsoever. So it is very important for people. Now I see your point. There's a lot of people who have analysis paralysis, like, yeah, I'll get that happening after I analyze it. That is not me. (laughs) (laughs) that is not that is not my problem i definitely am an action taker so strategy is very important yeah 100 percent. i mean it couldn't be you otherwise you wouldn't be successful (laughs) because you would never do anything right um no doubt awesome well what character trait do you think you most need to develop right now to make this dream life come true reaching that one million families Wow. Character trait. This is a good one. Um, I, I would say analytical, mm-hmm. I would say really deep diving into the why things are the way they are. Yep. If something's not working, I just throw it away and start something else. That's an entrepreneur's mindset Excellent. versus I just had my website SEO analyzed and they got so in the details and the weeds and I was like, is all that? And they're like, yes. And when they explained it, I'm like, that's genius. Mm -hmm. I want to get that skill at least to a level, not to their level because they're just intense, but I want to get to a level where I can 
understand that that was a good webinar because it helped this many people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. The analytical nature and it's, have you ever read the book? Who not how? No, who Mm. not how? Okay. Good, Good book. I'm sure, I'm sure you implement it because you have employees, but it's basically like, what's your genius zone? You focused on that. Yeah. And then like you hire people around you or partner with people whose genius zone are your weak spots. And then you have a strong ship going forward across the sea. But it's like, not everybody is analytical and it's good to have that as a character trait, but maybe you do need to hire that agency that is going to analyze your website much better than you ever will. Yeah. I hire for what I'm not good at. And it is a, I I love my team. It is not Shelly's college ready. It is truly a team driven effort. So I wholeheartedly agree. 100%. Well, if you were to meet one to two people, if you could meet one or two people right now, and it could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step in reaching that 1 million families, who would that person be? And how would they do it? Um, It would definitely be any member of the Shark Tank. Mm. I would take any of them. I have some favorites, but I I don't want to say that publicly because I hope someday that I'm there in front of them. Um, It's my favorite show. I can watch episode after episode. Like I just love it. Um, And so really uh, be mentored by the ultimate entrepreneur. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, my mentor uh, right now is a genius in herself, and I highly recommend mentorship and coaches and all of that has been what's made me who I am for sure. I can't say it's one person. It's a kind of person. It's it, the person who understands my characters, my character uh, gifts and talents and also defects and can say, here, let's lean in. And let's figure out how we can decrease the defects and increase the opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Can you think of anybody specific that knows you that well that you're not in that mentorship relationship with right now? Or would it have to be somebody where you sought them out, they got to know you, and then it could be that? Well, I have a business coach and two mentors right now, so I really don't have any more room for more. You're sitting pretty. (laughs) I, I'm, I've got all of them. Most of the time I'm like, well, so-and-so said so-and-so, and then we're playing this circle thing. So I can honestly say, I love the people who support me and I'm grateful for all of their wisdom. I'm meeting with my business coach next. So I highly encourage people to, you know, what do they say? You're only as good as the five people you hang out with. Mm-hmm. Three of mine are mentors. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then go. it's my husband and my kids. So, you know, we have a good shot at it. But yeah, <laughs> we're, it, they're so important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Uh, pick one. Movie for sure would be the original Top Gun. There's no doubt in my mind. Have yeah. you seen the new Top Gun? I like it. I like it. But the first one that I can, the music still gives me goosebumps. Like <laughs> I, I, that, that soundtrack for any entrepreneur is like, yes, you get me. <laughs> you know, I've never seen the original Top Gun. Oh, that's a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. The first scene 
whereas they're taking off the the aircraft carrier and you you can just feel the hair on your arms just oh it's so cool <laughs> that's epic maybe i'll have to go back and watch that because i really like top gun maverick it was good oh yeah the original is even better nice nice what's one way you like to take care of yourself well so i work out every day and i have a regiment where i do mindset work in the morning I have prayer time, then I go into stretching, and then I go into my cardio or weightlifting. That is my way. <laughs> that is my way. I respect it. I respect it. I'm not a cardio guy myself, but I think I will become one as I age. I'm just, it just uh, gets me. <laughs> it gets Good me. music. Turn on Top Gun and tell me you can't do any cardio. There we go. I was talking <laughs> with somebody who runs marathons on the podcast the other day, and she was like, the key for me is groups. Like when I run in groups, I can um, mm. entertain the entertain the cardio. And I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Maybe maybe try something that's more of a team effort. Or just ixnay cardio. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good because you get endorphins. You mm. know, that's a real thing where it's just a, a natural chemical that makes you feel good. So Taking care of yourself, especially if you're an entrepreneur, is critical mm -hmm. because there's always something else you have to do. And burnout is huge. Yeah, I've been doing it now a very long time. I won't tell you how many years. Um, and I will tell you, I love it today. I will never retire. I can't imagine that yep. I would want to do anything else. There we go. There we go. I got you. Yeah. And I feel like, especially from cardio activity, you get some sort of endorphin that you don't quite get from lifting like i feel different after i've exhausted my body from cardio as opposed to exhausting my body from lifting so yeah it has a place it has a place <laughs> well what is one action step you can take right now to meet that member of shark tank that will help you take your business to the next level outstanding i was just talking to somebody about this this morning and I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who's friends with some, one of them. Oh, okay. So what, so four connections or five connections? Four connections. Yeah. And I have all their names written down and I'm going to reach out to one a day and I'm going to leverage that connection, genuine connection, and just say, hey, how do I meet them? I don't want to just write into the show that that's, that wouldn't be fun for me. I, I really want a chance to sit down with them and have a conversation. So I'm going to go with a friend approach. There we go. There we go. And do you know which one they know, or do they know all of them or. So they know one of the original, which is no longer part of it. Then they know one person who did it for a short time. And then they know the one person I don't really want to meet. So, um, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. so you know um I, I i have a vision of who i think would be the perfect shark tank to work with me and so i'm i'm really leaning in on how i'm gonna make that happen yeah absolutely there we go well now we got our final series of questions and these can get a bit personal so if you don't want to answer any of them just uh, say I'm a pass and I'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> so what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life? If any. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fear. Mm -hmm. I think is probably the limiting belief. Mm 
what if I don't crush my goal? That that's that minus the what if, like I have no problem setting these monster goals, but my, my little thing is, well, what if you don't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, uh, somebody told me yesterday, humans are the only ones who can fear something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It's, that's crazy. It's insane. We fear things that may not even happen. And that is my limiting belief is I get caught up in things that could potentially never even cross my path. Yeah. And we'll spend a lot of time on it too. Like it won't <laughs> just be a passing thought. It'll like take up days of our time. Just thinking about stuff that literally never comes to fruition. Like 90% of our anxiety, I think comes from things that never happen. And only 10% of the stuff we worry about actually happens. And then when it happens, we know exactly what to do because our options are clear and the best solution is clear. So yeah. interesting. if we could just skip that middle part, mm-hmm. that would be great. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it would have so much more, it would give us so much more energy to focus towards actually making what we want happen, happen. And it would just make it that much more likely. So love it. Interesting stuff. But um, what first, where does that fear come from that? What if I don't crush my goal? Like the fear from that, where does that come from? Uh, totally from my childhood. I was a competitive athlete and it was really important to me to be on the first team, the varsity. It's just my competitive nature. I, I don't know. It was my gift. <laughs> and so it comes from being a competitor who doesn't want to fail. So fear is the only thing standing between me and success. So it is just an athletic reality that I'm faced with. And I give 110% of everything I do. So therefore I'm trying to beat fear um, by at least 10%. Yeah, there we go. I love it. (laughs) And do you have any limiting actions that reinforce the fear in your life or the the what if I don't crush my goal? Any actions that you take? It can be daily, weekly, monthly, even once a year, maybe once every two years that this happens. Yeah. Affirmations. Mm. I use affirmations. I so affirming um, in my own mind that I've got this. I've done it before. I can do it again. Affirmations are brilliant. I started using them when my son was a competitive soccer player And he had a tough time. He didn't want to get a yellow card or a red card. He thought that was mean. And we had to work through that with affirmations that it's part of the the soccer game. It's not a personal attack. Mm -hmm. And I learned very quickly watching him accomplish, not to get them intentionally, but to play at a level that that was just part of the game. I learned how incredible they can be as part of your movement going forward. Hmm. I like that. I like that. So when like limiting beliefs start to take over, you use affirmations to kind of get yourself back in the right mindset. Absolutely. And it happens so quick. Yeah. Do you ever have a, a moment after the limiting belief before the affirmation where you have a limiting action that kind of like, you know, some procrastination or something, or have you just gotten so good at the, yeah. Control of your mind. I've been doing it so long that I, it's called thought stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of, um, you know, work on mindset. And so when that comes in, I'm like, uh, not today. And I just move right past it. 
So they said it's like looking at a stop sign and walking around it versus stopping at it. And that's the way I approach it. Yeah. I love it. Well, awesome. I'm seeing if this next question is going to be relevant for you or not. I'm just going to ask it, see if you have a good answer or an answer at all. If you were to change your limiting belief of what if I don't crush my goal into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart, what would that phrase be? There are a lot of people out there who need you and it's your responsibility to go out there and help them. So Mm -hmm. it's flipping it upside down as, you know, I'm frustrated. I can't reach them to, they need me. I need to reach them. I like that a lot. I think when people realize that in my head, it's just, there is a moral obligation to go help people when you can. And so it's like, if you have some skills, some knowledge, some character traits, some ideas that are going to impact a certain group of people that aren't being impact, it's almost as if you're morally obligated to go become the person you need to become in order to make it happen. And I I get that that's a controversial jump to make, but I like what you said of it's your responsibility to go out and help them. Like, I genuinely believe that it is. And so I completely agree with that. Yeah, I read this book once and it's called um, Living Living Your Life on Purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it comes down to. What were you made for? I, I work with my students all the time. You're you. Why were you put here? What is your greatness? What What are you meant to be? And so all of this work I do on myself personally, they get the benefit of yep. me walking them through it. And it's great because they, nobody ever talks about that kind of stuff. And so it's fun to hear their reactions and it is, they're real. They're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, um, I I think, uh, no, I, I know that everybody is put on the earth for a reason. And so for me that this is my reason. And so I just choose to live it daily. Mm, There we go. There we go. Well, we got one last question for you. And I want to frame this next question. So Alex Hormozy was talking and he said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that you're influencing people in both situations, but manipulation is about getting somebody to do something you want them to do, while help is about seeking to understand what somebody else wants and then helping them get there. So this next question is going to be about helping people, not manipulating them. There's a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I actually found out from a guest on my show, Dr. Alan Leica, that you can get a horse to drink. You just have to salt its oats. No way. That is hilarious. Yep, It blew my mind. I mean, I was like 300 something episodes and just, just asking questions over and over. And then he was like, yeah, about that. You actually can get a horse to drink. And I was like, what? (laughs) literally the answer I was looking for which is why I can't use that saying anymore then (laughs) I know it's just like it takes away like so many people would be like I was like when you want to help people who like don't necessarily want help they'd be like you could take a horse of water but you can't make a drink and I was like well you know that's not true actually (laughs) but continuing with the question I want you to think of a person with a fixed mindset not willing to accept help not willing to accept change and they hate their life How do we create an environment around them, not make the choice for them, but create an environment around them that salts their oats and helps them change their life? Yeah. 
to me, I have a person in mind, I won't say their name. Um, really the impact was when uh, they, they learned that life was about choices and the choices they made had impact on their life, not on my life. So for me, I, I always have lived by, I can, I can teach your child, your teenager, how to do all this, but if they don't do it, my program is not worth anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't bring every student into my program because there are some students who just don't want to be told what to do. They don't. And that, that is where they're at, at the moment. So I simply tell that student, I said, it's your life. If you choose to do your life, your way, let me show you what potentially could happen from awesomeness to disaster. And then you get to make those choices to get there. So I tell them, I go, I don't care what college you go to. I really don't. Yeah. I do care that you have opportunities in your life that you want. And college is one of those stepping stones to get there. Does every student have to go to college? Absolutely not. But they need a plan. You don't want to graduate from high school at 18 and not have a plan of just doing nothing. That is not going to serve you well. So I really lean in and say, it's not about me. It's about you and your choices. And I want you to be successful, but I can't do it without you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. There we go. Well, Shelly, that's all we got for you. Is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? I would just say for, for your listeners, um, I deal with a lot of teenagers and, you know, as a well-meaning parent, sometimes we want for them what they may not want. And the more you can educate yourself to make good choices, it will allow conversation between you and your parents to be intellectual versus, but I just want to paint. That does not sit well with a parent knowing what future costs are going to be. So get really clear on your why. So when you speak to people about your future, you can educate them on what motivates you and what drives you. And therefore you can live your greatest version of you. There we are. Awesome. Well, Shelly, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Shelly had to say, make sure to go check her out. If you happen to know any kids that are getting ready to go to college, definitely send them her way so she can add one more to the tally of 1 million families that she is going to help. Thank you guys for watching the show. We will see you on the next one. All the ways to contact her will be down in the show notes. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.